Welcome to Insider Marketing. I'm Mark Thomas, Head of Growth here at Powered by Search. And each week, we'll be breaking down a SaaS company's marketing, giving ideas about how we would improve the strategy to get more trials, demos, and revenue using demand gen, SEO, and paid media. Today, we're going to be talking about Cord. Now, before we dive into the episode, I want to give you some context around Cord. Cord is a developer tool for adding multiplayer functionality to SaaS products. They were founded in 2020 in London, in the UK. Now, like the majority of companies that we're going to talk about on Insider Marketing, we don't have conversion or revenue data, so we're going to have to make some inferences. And our bet, given their age, is that they're probably doing slightly less than $5 million ARR with a very small marketing team and about 20 people overall. Today, we're going to share strategy ideas for Cord with Dev Basu. Let's dive in. Dev, how you doing? Hey, what's up, Mark? Great to do this again. Yes, always a pleasure. I got to say, I love Cord. I think that they're solving a real problem for a real market. And <laughs> more than that, I think they do it with real style as well. What do you think? Yeah, I couldn't agree more, actually. I love this type of platform, you know, where people who are building products need to build functionality and why build it from scratch when you've got other folks who are also building products that you can just drop into yours and make that functionality happen. I mean, whether that's live chat or whether that's reporting of different kinds. And in this case, Cord seems to really focus on getting multiple people from your team to talk to each other within your app, which is something that obviously increases stickiness and has a bunch of use cases. And right there with you, I think that the way that they've approached the brand and the design really does make them stand out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I mean, look, they are actually a pretty experienced team. So we mentioned in the intro there that they are a, a pretty new company. They're founded in 2020, but they are a team who've been at Facebook. They've built products of Oculus, stuff like that. Heaps and heaps of big names on board. So their two co-founders, one of them was an early engineer at Facebook. So we've got some real kind of heavy hitting stuff there. And plus, they raised about $17 million over two rounds. So there was one seed and one Series A. So big names on there as well. So we've got Elad Gill, Jeff Morris Jr., Stride VC, and Index as well. Lots of cool names there. So they are early, but you can already see that they're pretty likely to go places. Yeah, I think so too. And I think that having a couple of flagship customers like Typeform, for example, uses them. So when you're building out a survey of some kind, you can use your product to collaborate with people on your team who are involved in making sure that that survey is as effective as possible. So whether that's chatting with people or looking at activity and what people have essentially done in terms of comments back and forth, all of that is now possible within Typeform because they're, they've integrated Cord. Yeah, it's a real big thing as well. At some point, most people who have products that where an account can have many users within it, will think to themselves, I should probably add some sort of collaboration in here. Because collaboration is one of those things that we all use every day, collaboration functionality of products, but maybe we don't even think about it. But you could definitely tell when those features aren't there. Only yesterday, I was collaborating with you, Dev, in Pitch, and Pitch is the presentation software Pitches collaboration tools are incredible. You know, you can set statuses, you can 
pull out comments, you can assign things to people. It's very intuitive. Now, if you contrast that with another tool, another similar slideshow tool, it's really, really obvious that there's not that functionality there. And this is cool because at a certain point, somebody's going to Google, how do I build live chat for my product? Or how do I build team chat for my product? And then hopefully, if they're doing their marketing right, Cord is going to show up. Yeah, exactly. And I think that there's multiple use cases where there already is demand. So like, for example, people may search live chat API and what they're looking for is specifically for the ability to offer live chat, in this case, mostly to customers from a customer success perspective that they can just drop into their product. But Core does obviously more than that. They not only cover off live chat, but really the ability to collaborate with internal teams as well. And I love how they talk about the value prop that they lead with on their homepage is make your product multiplayer, as opposed to, of course, single player products, which is where most products typically start in terms of a single tenant sort of license and user. And then they kind of go, how do I bring in more people? Because, and the reason for that, obviously, is the more people that you can bring in, the stickier the product actually gets, the longer the lifetime value, the lesser the churn, for example, and so on. And so it really is the holy grail in SaaS to be able to bring on multiple users from the same team or same company. It's kind of like a land and expand model. But I love how Cord is making that a process which is natively sort of a stickier and easier for product managers specifically and who they end up selling to right now to be able to drop into the products that they're working on. Yeah. So let's talk about the buying unit here because like Accord comes across on first glance as a developer tool because at the end of the day, they have an API. It needs to be integrated into the product. And therefore, most people will say, this is a developer tool. But Dev, I don't know how you feel about this, but I think that it's less clear cut that it is a developer tool than maybe Cord is currently making out on their website. The reason that I say that is because this is a series of features that need to be integrated within a wider product strategy. We're not saying, okay, here's a bolt, here's a bolt-on or an add-on product. It's not just an API. This will add features and functionality that companies can build off for such a long period of time. And to that extent, there's definitely an element of product team focus that they should be adding into their marketing here. What do you think about that? I think they've done some of that already. And from my perspective, I see the product sort of sitting at the sort of in-between product management tooling and developer tooling. You need both, obviously, to get the product across the line and get adoption. And it, it seems like they're leading right now with talking to product managers. And in some ways, they've actually focused a bit less on developers. And so I like that we're coming at it from two different perspectives on this because <laughs> you know you, you need both, like, you know, like I mentioned. So I would say on the API docs page, which would be an important part of the customer journey to getting somebody interested enough to try their product, I'd say that that particular section of their site, which we'll get to and talk about at some point in this conversation, is a little bit lighter from a, a developer's perspective. So if you were to go talk to, and we have lots of developer tooling clients when we speak with their stakeholders, the developers and engineers who are evaluating products themselves, what they really want to see is API docs that are really robust and well built out with use cases and things like that. Hmm. And then the part that I think that connects this where Cord could go next is not 
only speak in silos to product managers and to developers or engineers, but really showcase if you know they're if they're all about sort of what they're coining team-led growth. Well, how do you get the team of the product manager and the head of engineering to collaborate together to get this particular product or the feature set or the functionality across the line and actually live and into the hands of their users, right? That story or narrative would actually help Cord sell through way more and get way more adoption because I think the way that they're, and one of the things we're fans of saying is, and your messaging will impact way more people than your product ever will. <laughs> and in that obviously is, if you get the messaging and the personas that you're trying to get in front of and how those personas work with each other right, the entire flywheel of people knowing, liking, and trusting Cord enough just kind of really expands from over there. Mm. I mean, that positioning problem that many, many SaaS companies have is pretty foundational to the success overall of marketing, right? So how does this play out for Cord? Well, right now, there are hints that this is for product. There are definite hints that this is for a developer audience. So we've got kind of two teams there already. But I would also say that Core talking a lot about customer success or client success teams, because one of the features of Cord is that you can have your users basically have conversations with your customer success team directly in the kind of the live chat functionality that they have and the broadcast API stuff as well. But then there's also, from my perspective, again, there's like a sales element here that we could bring in because at the end of the day, product-led growth is a big thing in SaaS. Much, much of this work is between growth, sales, and product all at the same time, especially when you get into the larger B2B SaaS companies. How does it play out though? Like, what does that turn into? Well, I think the most obvious thing that is missing from Cord's site is use case pages. So we see this as one of the biggest opportunities for most SaaS businesses is to develop pages of information that are very clearly for a specific set of job titles. So for example, in this, it would be cord, cord.com forward slash for forward slash growth teams, right? Because growth teams have a specific need that maybe the product team doesn't. Mm -hmm. And Cord's features reflect the challenges that they're facing very differently to the challenges of the product team. So we need to tell a different story and weave in a different narrative and make it obvious how a growth team can say, hey, that's what I want in our product because it will unlock X, Y, and Z, this page tells me. Here's how I go about taking action based on that. And I think that's a huge opportunity here for Cord and really for most SaaS companies, by the way to build these narratives around how the product features align to jobs to be done for specific job titles. Yeah, 100%. And at the end, you know, I think one of the things we want to acknowledge over here is that every B2B SaaS company's website is a work in progress. And when we speak with most CMOs or founders for that matter, they always say that, look, the product is running faster and has far and run far ahead of where the marketing website actually is. And so we're working on it and we're aware. And I think the whole point of this conversation is just to point out, you know, how do you sequence when you have so many things that you need to do within the business to be able to grow it? How do you sequence the right things in the right order? And I think you're on the money there, Mark, with 
building out these pages because if you go to core.com slash features today, they lead with features that product teams care about, like live chat and annotations and real-time communication between internal teams. And then they go into Cord for client success, which is an entirely different persona on the customer success side that a B2B SaaS company's customer success or head of customer success would care about. Then they go into broadcast APIs. And then finally, they talk about sort of how it neatly fits into your product. But where the narrative isn't there today is really how does it affect growth teams What's it like for engineering teams to integrate this product as well? And so they're trying to communicate too much on that one page, which I would say they're not alone. Like that's pretty common for V1 or V2 of most B2B SaaS websites. But the path forward is definitely building these pages out. One of the examples sometimes that I refer to where it's another product manager slash developer tool kind of hybrid focus company is a company called RevenueCat. If you go to RevenueCat's website and go to under their product page, they've got a page for engineering teams, for marketing teams, and for product teams, just as an example to showcase sort of how different teams care about different things. And on their growth-oriented product, this is, by the way, a product that enables in-app subscriptions. Um, creating subscription management for a mobile app is notoriously hard if you're building it from scratch. And apps like Zero, for example, or... Uh, Notion will use them to be able to build subscriptions into the, their functionality essentially within the app rather than building it from scratch. But that's an example of what different types of people and personas care about different things. And so building out the feature sets and benefits and pain points that matter to those people is one way of being able to answer the questions, why Cord? Why is it good for me? And why should I do something next, basically? Which is all of this is in the service of building brand preference to get people compelled enough to actually try the product. Mm, yeah. So we've talked there a lot about positioning. Let's talk a little bit about content now. So we've talked, you know, we've mentioned that the use case pages. So that's what you do when you get on the site. But the question is, how do you get them there in the first place? What are we looking at in terms of search, Dev? It's pretty early days in terms of search. Cord doesn't really rank for very much today other than their brand name and variants of that. And then a couple of long tail terms that have no intent related to the problems they actually solve. And part of that, I think, is rooted in it's really two things. One is they don't have the pages for non-branded search, for example, one of the things that they do, of course, is enable live chat or conversations, for example, within a product when they you drop in their API, but they don't have a page that talks about that. And so until you have one of those pages, you're just not going to be able to rank for that. Similarly, you know, they do annotations and you can give your team the ability to do sort of Google Doc style comments where you can at reply Mark and say, hey, Mark, you know, just like we were doing this in pitch. What do you think of this slide or whatever that might be? Well, they don't have a page for that. Right now, that's just a card or a module on their features page. And so they don't rank for search as a result of those static pages not existing today. The second reason they don't rank very well is because they don't have a lot of pain point content. And this is related to positioning, but the way that their narrative content on their blog is laid out, it's really kind of broken down into product and engineering. And the product category focuses a lot on their launch notes and some case studies, for example, how Sketch is adding some collaboration 
into their platform and what other SaaS can learn from it. It also has some notes about their round of funding. And on the engineering side, it's all about sort of, let's just go down over here. Let's kill the coding interview or web sockets with Apollo. I don't know what that is because I'm not an engineer. <laughs> the one thing that they have done that's quite smart is on the engineering side, they actually have spoken to um, an underlying objection that most engineering teams will have about a product like this, which is, we don't need to buy an off-the-shelf API. Like we can just build this in X months with this many people and that you know that much effort. So they actually have created a good blog post or a set of blog posts for people who are problem and solution and product aware, but have not tried Cord yet. And the the title of the post is "Don't Buy Cord, Build It Yourself," which is quite clever because they're leaning into the objection rather than trying to defend against it. And the sub headline is. Don't pay a premium for software that you could just build yourself. Use this guide to build your own collaboration software from scratch, which I think is very, very smart. So points for lead conversion, but I think a lot of room for growth in an acquisition because simply they don't have, they haven't earned the right to be able to surface pages because they don't have them in the first place. Yes. And I think even, for example, even with don't buy code, build it yourself, there is an element here of, okay, we could juice this more. So it's not really don't buy cord, build it yourself if you're thinking about search, because the likelihood is people don't know about your product. And what they're actually searching is, how do I build multiplayer functionality into my SaaS product or something like that? Now, people who search that literally want to do this. They want to buy a product or they want to build this functionality. And at that point, it's a trade-off for them between building it and buying it, mm -hmm. which makes sense now to say, here's our article on what it takes to build it or buy it. Yep. And really thinking about what are actual product teams, what are actual engineering teams searching for in relation to our product category, that is what most SaaS marketing teams at developer or product-focused companies should be thinking. is. These developers buy and think differently than somebody in marketing, right? Mm -hmm. They often will be at a level of technical nous that is higher yep. than somebody who is just coming into the market for the first time for a CRM tool. This is a different thing. Now, what you need to do is you need to help them solve problems that they have in using skills that they already have or be able to align yourself as a better option, a more efficient option, a more elegant solution, that kind of thing. And I think fair play to the product marketing people at Cord, they've done a good job, but just a slight pivot in the execution will make this perform so much better for them, in my opinion. Yeah, you know what? There's a couple of things to add to a post like this, because I think like you mentioned, if you title it as don't buy cord, build it yourself, it's only really going to be a compelling thing to people who know who what cord is. If you don't know what cord is, you just you know, this showed up in your news feed on whether it's somebody dropping it into Slack or you just see it in a general channel or you see it on a forum somewhere or you see it on social media, you're not going to click it because you're just like, I don't know what cord is. But if you go directly to the use case, which is this case, like how to build your own conversations API, right? That's the type of thing. And I would say that that actually is the predecessor to how to go take my product multiplayer. Because with product multiplayer angle, 
already is assumptive in the context that someone already has understood there's a retention problem or a growth problem. It's happening because the product is single player and therefore they should take the product multiplayer and they don't know how. That's a lot of things that all need to add up at the end of the day yeah. versus just people who go, you know what, be kind of cool to add live chat in or conversations in to our product. What would it look like to kind of home grow that essentially, right? As opposed to buying something off the shelf. Mm -hmm. And so definitely a blog post like this could benefit from those broken down use cases. But if I'm an engineer, whether I'm a, they kind of talk about a couple of different types of engineers in their post whether it's a front-end or a server-side engineer or an operations engineer, what would be super helpful is to start linking to the docs page and actually dropping in very helpful code snippets. Say, hey, so if your app is built on React, for example, not only is it as simple to install Cord with this very simple NPM package, or, but but on top of that, here is a code snippet that allows you to, in a jiffy, add the live chat or add conversations. And what, you know, you want to get the engineer to go, wait, it's that simple? <laughs> like it's well-documented, you know, and there's really no harm in trying this product out. Well, why don't I actually just get a trial and put it into a sandbox version of the product just to play around with it? And what we know about all of the developer tooling clients we work with is that that is exactly the type of mindset that most developers have, which is just like, is this a legit enough product? So there's a sniff test there. Is it well supported? And then say no more. I just now need to play with it myself. Mm. You know, and, and that I think is a, a simple conversion path that they can enable with something like this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned the React example there. React docs are actually a brilliant example of this concept. So if you go to reactjs.org, uh, you'll be able to look at that. But they have a section called main concepts. On their docs, what they do is they give you the classic example, hello world. So how do you render hello world on the page, right? But then what they do is they say, okay, let's build on that and let's introduce you to JSX. Mm -hmm. And then they go, okay, using let's build on that again. How do we now render elements into the DOM? Okay, well, let's talk about state and lifecycle using that example. And then they kind of build up on this narrative. And the effect overall there is that, okay, well, now I've got somebody who's using the product or using the framework, and also they've built something, and also it's clear that this is easy to do. And so, yeah, thinking about how Cord could do the same thing, and there is a technical challenge here, by the way, in that Cord's install process right now relies on a form being filled out and then an API key being generated versus just logging in and trying it. So there's an element there that's kind of friction. But when that friction is removed at probably some point in the future, a good thing to do would be to think, okay, well, here's an example app. You can you can clone this and then we're going to install this together so that we can test it out in the real world. Yeah. And kind of giving the code snippets that relate to that as well would be a good move. Yeah. Let's suppose somebody actually decided to try the product. If we talk about conversion for a second over here, so they do have this big sort of get started. It looks like a sticker basically on their homepage, and that does lead to a, a type form form, which is a bit of a gate. I think product manager is going to be okay with that to fill something like that out if it's not onerous to do so. I don't know that developers would be down to try something like that. They do have a try button at the top, which takes you to app.com. Cord.com, and the expectation when you click something like that, the user pattern would be 
well, if I want to try it, like now I can try it, right? And so it does say get started, which is good. But then it's a sign in with Slack, sign in with Microsoft Teams and sign in with Google, which I think seems innocuous on the at face value. But if this is a sign up sequence, it should say sign up, not sign in. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a small thing, but it can confuse certain people. And the way you know whether it is confusing or not is simply what percentage of people who land on that page don't move to the next step mm-hmm. and simply either exit that page or go back uh, a screen. Something that's something that we typically do with clients with just heat mapping software or video replay software to help you know just understand where are people getting stuck in the product. And sometimes that happens even with an early stage website at the end of the day, which again is quite well designed. But you know, from a conversion path perspective, something a bit tighter than that would probably yield more more people trying it out. Hundred percent. I really like how our client Rally was a headless e-commerce solution. Uh, headless checkout for e-commerce. They do this with a demo store and you see their whole functionality by buying a, I think it's a $2 sticker from their website. Mm. And it's great, right? Because you get a feeling for the whole experience. You get to demo all of their features within, I think like I tried it out the other day, 30, 40 seconds probably. And then you can make a choice and say, oh yeah, that's great. I want more info. And by the way, because of the way that their product works, uh, they also have my email address when I do that. And at the end of the day, I've got to tell Rally this. (laughs) They should be using that list to actually go off and remarket or build audiences and actually nurture them through the sequence as well. So there's a huge opportunity there. And Cord should also make use of that, right? It's not clear to me right now why I can't try what the experience of Cord literally on their homepage, mm-hmm. all of the functionality that I actually need, they have, and I can, you know, I should be able to just click a button that opens up the conversations panel, or yeah. I should be able to click a thing that allows me to add an annotation to the page. That'd be an amazing way of demoing this product and helping people to really understand, wow, that's slick. I'm excited. I'm yeah. going to do whatever it takes to get this product into my product. A hundred percent. And other product platforms that have technology companies or SaaS companies as a primary sort of customer group do this well. Drift does this for sales. Intercom does this as well. We got a Intercom outreach message from somebody who wanted to sell us on Intercom the other day. And what they did was a Loom video where effectively Intercom was on the Powered by Search website. Uh-huh. And that's fairly simple to do. It was just a URL on their end where they appended the domain that they wanted to overlay uh, you know, the, the app on. And that would be a pretty swell way for people to be able to see Cord on their app, essentially. So smart. Now, they've already done something like this, Mark. And you want to talk a little bit about their Chrome extension? Yeah, I got really excited when I saw this. So uh, Cord have a Chrome extension that they've actually hidden away right down in the footer of their site. But it basically is an extension that allows you to use their entire functionality anywhere on the internet, or at least a big section of their functionality on the internet. And you can basically install this and you can collaborate with your team. That is good because the number of people who would be interested in using this within the target market for Cord is probably pretty substantial. But the other thing this allows them to do is to go off and give somebody, as I was just saying, a real taste of the product mm-hmm. 
and offer them this for free within a community like, for example, Product Hunt or Hacker News and really get the product and its functionality into the hands of the people who are going to end up implementing this anyway. That's a very, very cool opportunity for them. And I think that maybe they could make more of that in their marketing. Yeah, it's a great use case of what we call precursor marketing, where the idea basically is giving people a taste of your product in a lower fidelity version of what the full product basically allows. So it's a little amuse-bouche, if you will, of what that experience basically looks like. And one of the, the interesting bits about this is with the way that the Chrome extension is added in, like there's so many ways beyond putting it in the footer that they could start really playing that up. And and often, you know, a Chrome extension is seen as a way of using a product as opposed to using the product once you have it rather than a way of experiencing the product before you actually buy it. The Chrome extension is kind of cool because it plays into a marketing concept as well, which is sometimes it's easier to give a person a result than to convince them that you can give them a result. Mm. And by giving them more agency, basically, in their own hands to try it out. So I reckon that people on our team will be using the Chrome extension <laughs> just as a way of being able to provide feedback to each other yeah. without the context switching of of going into a different app where we do our collaboration and communication, especially if we're not putting the work into a common workspace like a Miro or Google Docs, for example, or something like that. Yeah. So I think it's really cool. 100%. So Deb, that's all we have time for today. Um, we actually went a little bit longer than we normally do, but I think... In summary, there's a huge amount of opportunity for Cord. I'm really excited to see where they go with the product and also their marketing, because I think they're going to be a pretty successful company off the back of this product on its own. And if there is anyone from Cord listening to this, we would love to work together. So drop us a line. Let us know your thoughts. See you next time, Dev. All right, cheers. Well, that's it for today. But friend, it doesn't have to end here. Because if you want to do something about your SaaS marketing, you should go to our website. We have heaps of in-depth blog posts, podcasts, and other resources about how to grow your demos, free trials, and signups with Demand Gen SEO or PPC. Now, if you want us to help you with that, you can book a SaaS scale session by clicking on the work with us button in the nav bar. Or you can follow me on Twitter at IamMarkThomas, that's Mark with a C, or follow our founder, Dev Basu, that's D-E-V-B-A-S-U. I'll see you next time for another episode of Insider Marketing.